You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. On today's show, we're going to talk all about this Detroit Tigers series. And I will say, because uh, the last time I had to record a show uh, prior to, Brady Singer almost threw a no-hitter. And we didn't get to talk about it till Monday. Uh, I am recording this before Chris Bubich takes him out on Thursday. So if Chris Bubich goes out there on Thursday at 7.05 and tosses a no-hitter uh, against the Tigers, well, if he tosses a no-hitter, we're going to have an emergency episode and we're just going to start screaming and, and yelling about how oh, there was a no-hitter thrown. But if he gets close to that and has an immaculate performance and you're expecting a, a total breakdown from that, uh, not going to get it today. You'll get it Monday. Trust me, I wish I could record this on Friday, but my schedule will not allow it. You know, the NCAA doesn't care uh, about when my podcast schedule is, where they schedule these uh, events that I've got to go cover. So, which they really should, by the way, NCAA. Uh, we need to talk about that. But nonetheless, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this Tiger series and preview the final series from Alex Gordon. I'm glad that the season ends in Kauffman Stadium and that you'll get to watch him play at the K four more times, you know, tonight against the Tigers when you got Bubich on the mound against Fulmer, tomorrow when you got Keller on the mound against Turnbull, and then Saturday when you've got Hernandez on the mound against Boyd, and Sunday when it's Brady Singer Sunday against uh, Skirbel. So starting with this Thursday matchup, what you're looking for in these games to end the season. A huge Gordon defensive play. I just want to see one more. Give me one more web gem from Alex Gordon. That's it. Just give me one more. That's all I care about this series. Just give me one more defensive series uh, from Alex Gordon where he just makes you, you know, a defensive play where you just drop your jaw and you're in awe of Alex Gordon. No matter how many times he does it, you're still going to be that much more impressed with him. Give me one more of those plays. Please. You got four games. Give me one more. Beyond that, you want to see Mondesi continue to hit. You want to see Frenchie Cordero back from the IL, uh, get some momentum into to his offseason program. You want to see Edward Olivieras continue to hit. You want to see these young guys perform at the lineup. Yesterday was a was a beautiful start. I mean, the 12-3 to win over the Cardinals was huge. Maybe that can help your offense get clicking. I mean, you're facing a guy in Fulmer who has an 8.1 ERA, Turnbull 3.83, and then Boyd, who is leading Boyd is leading the league in home runs given up, and he has a 6.9 ERA. Sunday you faced uh, uh, Scooble, and he's got a six ERA himself. So I mean, this is a pitching staff that is susceptible to giving up giving up runs, and you want to see this Royals lineup start to make pitchers pay at the end of the year and just give you a fun series. You're out of contention for the number one overall pick, so you're not going to get the lights out electric starting pitcher from Vanderbilt. That's going to go to Texas or to Arizona or Pittsburgh. 
that's going to find somewhere and that's going to land somewhere in, in those two teams, you know, those three teams. Uh, it's not going to be Kansas City. So we might as well go out with a bang and, and try to have some fun this last weekend of the year. Uh, yeah, you know, you just want to see the young pitchers do well also. I mean, you want to see Brad Keller continue on his 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 path. I mean, he started the season on fire once he got back from COVID. He's still performing at a high level. He has a 4-3 and three record, which does not matter, and a 2.77 ERA. Awesome from him. Uh, Hernandez, uh, had, Carlos Hernandez had his first nice little start uh, the other day. I don't think he's a starting pitcher. I just don't. I think he's more of an opener. I said that at the time. But still, you want to see him continue to locate as a 23-year-old who just got called up from, from low A before this year. That was the highest level he's ever pitched at until the big leagues came along this year. So you want to see him continue to perform. He's got some potential, especially as a bullpen arm. And then, of course, Brady Singer. I mean, Brady Singer had back-to-back dominant outings uh, against the Indians and the Tigers. And then he scuffled a little bit in his last start against the Cardinals. He didn't have his command. He had no control over the baseball, walked a ton of guys, get a ton of runs, and put the Royals out of it. You want to see Brady Singer in, the, in his final start of, of this first year uh, of the Royals' final game of the year pitch really well against the Tigers lineup uh, and just carve them up and, and get some momentum heading into this offseason, make you feel good about Singer, make you feel good about Bubich tonight and Keller tomorrow uh, and these young pitchers. And, and then we can spend a whole offseason talking about, well, what if, what if these young guys come around? You know, we can have some more optimism uh, about this team. I was very high on this team in the offseason. I thought that this lineup would be competitive. I thought this pitching staff would be good. I thought that this, uh, this bullpen was much improved, which the bullpen was much improved this year, obviously, uh, but didn't quite get uh, the rest of that come true. So the, the, the lineup was not very competitive most of this year, so I was wrong there. Uh, I thought this team could sneak into the postseason uh in a wacky 60-game season, the same way you see the Giants in the postseason right now, uh, the same way that you see the, the the young Jays in there before their time, but they're still someone who you could have reasonably projected in a normal year. But the Marlins and the and and the Giants getting in there, uh, you know, just wacky stuff happening. I thought that that could be you know what you would look at from the Royals, but it's just they just could not get the job done uh, at the plate this year, and especially against the Chicago White Sox, who just dominated them. If you take the White Sox out of the picture, the Royals were a nice little ball club. But the White Sox just obliterated the Kansas City Royals all season long. So you do want to end this season on a bit of a high note. We'll see what they end up doing. Sunday will be a very fun baseball day. Uh, of course, it's the day in which all the games start at the very same time. That way you can't kind of scoreboard watch as, as these races get closer and closer. Uh, a big series to watch for is that Brewers-Cardinals series. With the Brewers win that series, after you just took the series from the Cardinals, uh, you the Brewers owe you a ton if they make the postseason. Because just to reiterate what, what happened, the Brewers swept Kansas City, then Kansas City took the series from St. Louis, and that got the Brewers firmly back into the postseason chase, and now the Brewers have... Uh, really their fate in their own hands heading into the final weekend because they take on the Cardinals. So all they got to do is win this series with the Cardinals. Uh, and Milwaukee owes a ton to Kansas City. I mean, they owe a, a big thank you to Kansas City. So that's going to be an, an interesting race to watch. Uh, you're you're going to have the the rest of the NL postseason where, where teams are going to finish. And in the AL, the teams are pretty well set. I mean, uh, the teams on the outside right now that have not been officially eliminated are the, are the Mariners and the, and the Angels. Uh, that's they're, neither one of those teams are getting in. I mean, you have your eight teams in the AL, but you do not have the matchups. You do not have where they're going to finish and what seed they're going to be. And in a best-of-three series, the matchup is the most important part. The seed doesn't matter. Uh, home field does not really matter, especially with no fans. 
the most important part is can you beat that other team? And in reality, in baseball, no. The answer is no. I mean, at any given moment, the, the Royals could go take two of three from the uh, Blue Jays, uh, from the Rays, or from the Yankees, or from the Sox, or from the Astros or Twins, which they've, I mean, they swept the Twins before. Uh, they, they can go take two of three from the Indians or the A's. Uh, they could take two of three from anyone in the postseason. So, I mean, the two of three thing, you know, the two of three thing is already wacky enough. So you want to give your, your yourself the best position and the best chance to have a favorable matchup in that two, three, in that two of three uh, series in the wildcard round. That's going to be a very interesting thing to watch in the AL. Again, the teams are set, but the matchups are not. In the NL, nothing is set. I mean, the Marlins uh, look to be in, but there's still some things that can change there. The Giants and the Phillies and the uh, Reds, and, and of course we mentioned the the Brewers and the, and the uh, Cardinals. All those teams, by today might be in it, but tomorrow they'll be out of it, then Saturday they'll be back in it, then Sunday they'll be out of it, and it's just going to be a mess heading into uh, the postseason heading into that final day. So that final day will have a lot of implications, and that's why all those games start at 2.05 Central Time. So you can you can watch your noon window of football and then roll into baseball and watch Alex Gordon's final game as a Royal and watch Brady Singer's final game uh, in his first MLB season. You can do all of that on Sunday. It's going to be so much fun. On the other side, we'll talk more about this weekend, more about baseball as a whole, and more about Alex Gordon. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Indeed.com. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You've got to keep on moving, and that makes the hiring process more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gives you the best people they give it to you fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring process. You only pay for what you need. You can pause at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your job search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in the hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is giving you the important hire that you need fast. Just like they have for over 3 million businesses right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more qualified candidates will find you fast. Try Indeed.com for a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash MLB. There, that is their best offer anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash MLB for their best offer anywhere. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and get $10 off that first order. Built Bar has brand new flavors, six of them in fact. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon on cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple lemon crisp. Uh, that goes with their 12 original flavors, which we've talked about before. My favorite of the original has to be the banana nut bread. But those six new flavors, I cannot wait to try the cookies and cream. The Built Bars are 100% chocolate on the outside, soft and easy to chew. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. It's great for pre-workout, it's great for post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. You're going to want to get your hands on some Built Bars. They are great for the health-conscious person losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Again, beautiful bar to get. 
pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. They're going to fill you up with that 100% chocolate on the outside. It does taste like a candy bar. There's no bad aftertaste afterward like most protein bars. These are the ones you're going to want to check out, and I would recommend that banana nut bread option, but you might as well just go get an assortment uh, of all of these different flavors at BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On. You'll get $10 off your next order, and while supplies last, you're going to get a free cooler with every purchase. So I wanted to continue to talk about this series and this season and as a whole with, with Kansas City. And look, I thought this could be a playoff team before the year. I thought that this team had a competitive lineup, uh, had an improved bullpen, and would eventually call up the young pitchers, which they call up Brady Singer on opening day, and then Chris Bubich quickly after. Uh, I thought that this team would be much improved and would be uh, in the mix for the playoffs and would be a playoff team in a wacky 60-game season with uh, uh, you know with expanded postseason. That's not the way it fell. But I am still uh, very happy uh, to be able to host this podcast each and every day and get paid to talk about the Royals and get paid to talk about uh, games I'd be watching anyway. It's an amazing, uh, it's just an amazing thing to, to have the support uh, from those of you listening. And I mean, we started this podcast on December 31st uh, when the Michael Franco news broke. And we've done 144 episodes about this season and about a team that is 23 and 33. That is immense dedication from you all to continue to keep listening uh, to a show about a losing ball club, uh, even though at times uh, you can perceive uh, me as being negative. Again, I would remind you, I was somebody who thought this team would have to postseason. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know any other way to talk about a, a losing ball club other than, hey, look, they're losing, and hopefully the Royals will be good again, so that way those of you who want those optimism, who want that optimism aspect of it, uh, will get that. But, you know, there was not a lot to be positive about for most of the season. Last couple of weeks, Incredibly positive. Last couple of weeks have been, you've had some games in which uh, you start to see it. You start to see that talent that I saw before the year. Uh, and that's something you can take into the offseason. And we can talk about how this team can improve. And look, the expanded postseason seems to be staying around. And if I had the you know, guess, I would think that it's not only going to stay around, but, but the format will change. And you'll see uh, no one get protections in a normal season. And even if the season gets shortened by design, if we're playing over 100 games, I don't think that you protect the top two seeds from every division. I think that you just protect the division winners, and then the rest of it is just fin for yourself. I mean, there is no protection just because you are the second-place team. It just goes after the division winners. It goes in order of record, not based on who finished second place. And so that gives Kansas City uh, probably an even better chance to sneak in to the postseason, and we'll just see what kind of moves that they make. Now, look, next year, Probably is not a postseason year, even with expanded postseason. Uh, but you can you can get closer than you were this year. And next year will be a lot more fun losing with young guys who are going to be a part of this future and a part of this plan. Losing with uh, the likes of Oliveiras and Cordero and uh, you know, Isbell getting called up, Lee getting called up, probably. Uh, you know, whatever you do with Whit Merrifield and whatever you get back from Whit Merrifield, Hunter Dozier, uh, you know, Perez, uh, you know, getting a, a cast, you know, getting a, a team around that you feel like, okay, all these guys could pretty well be here the next time this team was a championship. That'll just make things that much easier to support. But again, this is actually the 46th episode uh, of Locked On Royals, and we started in December. So, I mean, that's a long time. And you got to remember, most of that stretch, we didn't have baseball. I mean, <laughs> from December until July what was it, 25th was that opening day? 
uh, we didn't have meaningful baseball to talk about. And, and we still found content. We still had listeners. Uh, it's all attributed to you guys that get, kept on listening. We'll keep this show daily through the postseason. We'll dive into the MLB postseason as a whole. We'll also talk about what moves Kansas City can make to improve their team and what, what you can project uh, them to look like and who, which young guys are on the horizon and, and all that fun stuff coming up that starts on Monday as we recap the Tiger series, then move forward into playoff predictions, and then move forward into uh, just what Kansas City can be uh, as we gear up for 2021. What a time. Be good and be good to another.